Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Wednesday morning. we got a lot to digest today after the Kansas City Chiefs and the rest of the NFL, for that matter, cut down to 53-man rosters for their teams. Uh, I'll just start with my surprises. Um, seven wide receivers. It's pretty, pretty crazy, but they're going to be stacked. No fullbacks, so uh, a lot of r- running backs and tight ends are going to be blocking. And then there were just a couple of those guys uh, from especially – the game on Saturday that they cut that I thought were just incredible. P. Ryan more specifically. I thought that guy did an incredible job, but he gone. But as they say, a lot of those guys are playing for a spot on the team. A lot of them are also playing for some tape so they can get a spot on another team. In P. Ryan's case, he'll make the, the uh, practice squad and could be picked up by somebody else that is possible if they, if they can work out a trade. And he makes the practice team. The one that did surprise me a little bit, and they kept Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but then I looked at the contract, and this is Edwards-Hilaire's final year of contract, so they figured, well, he's a proven commodity, and P. Ryan is not. So while he had a great fall camp and all that sort of thing, or pre preseason camp, we better not take a chance, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will stay for that final year. At least for now, he will. The deal with Chris Jones, though, as I'll tell you, it would appear to me as though the Chiefs are... Uh, not planning on him being around anytime soon. That would would appear to me to be like. He was placed on the did not report list. Uh, In all honesty, I don't know how that works. The reserve did not report list. And then it means he also announced on Z or X or whatever they call Twitter. Now they, <laughs> you go the alphabet that week eight, he would return on week eight. That's not just a date he picked out. Week eight is a key part of the contractual situation because if he reports on week eight, he still gets credit for the season, not pay, but he gets credit for it and he'll be all right to declare for free agency. But the fact of the matter remains, it doesn't look as though they're planning on him being there. Did make a trade yesterday and that was a very interesting one. Got the kid from the Las Vegas Raiders who is 6'4", 330 pounds. And that's a force in terms of physical size, but is he a Chris Jones? Uh, probably not, but we'll see what happens. Did keep Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Did keep Justin Ross, and that's a very surprising move to me. Not that Ross can't play, but that he does have the injury problems, and one of them, a neck fusion, that can produce some difficult time. Well, but maybe not. Maybe everything will be just fine, and the receiving course should be very good. This will be, be a good team, Mike. There's no question about it. It's a basic return of last year's 53 players with some additions in there. Cam Jones out of Indiana making a linebacker. That's 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 big. That's another thing. They kept a lot of linebackers in that uh, roster as well. So we'll see what happens. I think that had a lot to do with depth, but we will see what happens with the Kansas City Chiefs when they play the Lions a week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You think there are any uh, further changes before that game happens? Not impossible, no. Uh, with some of the players who were cut by other teams, the Chiefs' uh, brain trust could get together and figure that some of those guys could um, perhaps fill some voids in the lineup. I don't think it'll be any massive changes, any big name coming in, but yeah, th- there could be some. As long as the team stays within the 53-player limit, then you're fine. You can do really whatever you want to as far as the free agencies and the uh, players who were waived and so forth and so on. But in terms of big names, uh, unlikely, but you never say never. And, and it's also possible that Jones could return. I don't think he will, not right now, but 
it, it is anything's possible with this case. Really, absolutely is. Um, when when's the waiver wire period stop? Where these guys like uh, we pick up some of the guys we did let loose that we want to see on that practice. When the spot. season starts. Okay, mm-hmm. so hold your uh, hold your breath. Fingers crossed that we get some of those guys back that we liked in the preseason. All right, college football scene. The next few days is going to start rolling, and I am excited about that too. My Mizzou guy. begins play tomorrow night. Uh, 24 hours, well, not literally 24, probably about 36 hours from now. They'll kick it off against South Dakota. South Dakota's from the Missouri Valley Conference, the Coyotes out of Vermilion, South Dakota. Probably not in the same class as Mizzou because it is 1AA versus 1A. But the fact of the matter remains, it's the opener for Mizzou, and they play on Thursday night. There's also another game, and a big headline game for TV purposes, and that's Florida from the Southeastern Conference going out to Salt Lake City and playing Utah, which is a future Big 12 team. Florida-Utah will be a very good game. Utah will probably be a favorite. They are a nationally ranked ball club in the top 20, and it'll be a big test for the Gators. But Florida going to Utah, is uh, that's the headline match. The Bears, Missouri State Bears, open up on Friday night, and they take on Kansas up in Lawrence, That'll be a tough test for Missouri State. Kansas, while they don't have a great football tradition as such, did have a pretty doggone good year. Won their first six games last year. And their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, is top-notch. He's a, a future pro. So this will be a tough a tough test for the Bears. But I would not sell them short. The Bears are motivated and ready under new coach Ryan Beard. So uh, finally, everyone, I think, is in agreement. The Cardinals are long out of the running, but... They have a little spark last night? They did. <laughs> they got a win, of all things, and came from behind to get that win. Trailing 5-3 to three in the eighth inning, Cardinals rallied for two runs against the San Diego Padres, who, in all honesty, while they have a lot of big names and a huge payroll, they aren't very good. They're not together at all. Anyway, 5-5 going into the ninth, after the ninth inning with no scoring. Top of the tenth inning, San Diego, I, I just don't understand their game plan at all. Not a bit. Couldn't score, top of the 10th. Had to start with the runner on second base, the ghost runner, which I don't like. Cardinals, of course, get the same opportunity last of the 10th. Sacrifice a man to third, and then here comes Tommy Edmond up, and he gets a walk-off base hit out into left field. And 6-5, the Cardinals get the win in 10 innings. Nice win for the Cardinals. They're now only 19 games under 500 and still about 17 out of first. And as you mentioned, Mike, long out of it. They uh, have not been mathematically eliminated yet, but that's just a matter of days and a matter of math. You're absolutely right about that, Ned. All right, so how about the Royals? How'd they do? They fell to the Pittsburgh Pirates, 6-4. to four. Interesting game because much of the action came in the final inning. The uh, Pirates, Pirates had a 2-1 to one lead over the Royals. Royals came back and tied it, but then the Pirates got three runs in the ninth inning, took the lead. Royals came back with a rally of their own in the ninth inning, but it wasn't enough, and Pittsburgh is the winner 6-4. to four. And the Springfield Cardinals got a win down in Springdale, Arkansas, playing the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. The Springbirds 5, Northwest Arkansas 3, but unfortunately for the Springbirds, Wichita, the team they're chasing, also won last night, so the margin re- remains the same. Team USA played a very early morning game, like we're, what, 2, 3 in the morning today? They just finished about five minutes ago. Yeah, so way way before you and I both woke up. <laughs> but did they win? Oh, well, come on. They're playing Jordan, and this was a fun game for the USA. Jordan 
Jordan qualified for the World Cup. They qualified because they play in one of the weakest regions in the world. Basketball is not indigenous to that part of the country. Yes, they had some American players who are expatriates who live in Jordan now, but come on, you're playing the NBA. 110 to 62, USA won the game. Now, the fun comes to an end because the USA now goes to the round of 16, the knockout round, and this is one loss and sayonara, and the folks in the NBA would consider that a huge defeat if their team, which is young, these are young players, they're all NBA players, but they're very young. Uh, if they did not come through and uh, maybe raise the American flag in all its glory uh, with this competition, I'd be surprised. It's going to get tough. Italy is a good team. Spain is number one in the world. Uh, the Germany team took the USA group we're up by 16 points at one time. These guys can all play in their role, and they're not all, but many NBA players. And the competition is only going to get harder as we go oh, yeah. further and further into it. Ned, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.